selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey y'all, thanks for listening to Killer Queens. Or KQ if you're nasty. Welcome to the show where two 90s loving country chicks gab about true crime and tell each other to talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. I'm Torella. And I'm Tori. And we're sisters who have always loved true crime and decided to turn that obsession into a show with a light take on the topic. Kind of like diet true crime, it's all the flavor and fewer calories. Mm. Now with our show, you'll get true crime, 90s nostalgia, and a few four-letter words sprinkled in. Because I always say that Polly Pockets and true crime go together like peas and carrots. Be sure to check out our case submission form on our website at killerqueenspodcast.com and follow us on social media and YouTube. Now grab your surge, your 3D Cool Ranch Doritos, and your kitten surprise, and let's get into the episode. This episode contains discussion of sexual assault, murder, suggestions of abuse within a relationship, drugs, and strangulation. Listener discretion is advised. On January 13, 1999, 18-year-old high school senior Hei Min Lee was reported missing by her family. She'd been leaving school that day and had never arrived to pick up her younger cousin from school. In the time span of less than 30 minutes, it seemed the young woman had vanished. Less than a month later, Hei's body was found in a park, partially buried. She'd been strangled to death. The investigation that ensued resulted in Hei's ex-boyfriend, 17-year-old Adnan Syed, being convicted of her murder and sentenced to life in prison. However, after a judge recently ruled that the prosecution had failed to turn over evidence that could have altered the jury's verdict, Adnan's sentence was vacated. Shortly after, the state dropped the charges against him. Was Adnan Syed wrongly convicted? Was his counsel ineffective? Or was he truly proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt? Hey, you guys, welcome to Killer Queens. If you've never been here before, we want to give you just a little information about how the show is set up and what it's meant to accomplish. If you have been here before, welcome back. You can just use that handy skip ahead feature here if you want to. 
We want to give a message to friends and family of the victims. We know that there may be someone involved in the case who might listen one day, and we want you to know that our intention is to only bring awareness to this case. And while we do use personal stories in some instances and our own humor in order to tell the story in a way that listeners can relate, we have the utmost respect for victims and their families. We created Killer Queens to be a place where we can have open discussions about cases just like you would with friends. We are not investigators. We use information that is available to the public, such as documentaries, case files, and media coverage. Using this information, we intend to tell the story of what happened in each case that we cover. Now, will you agree with our interpretations or conclusions of each case? Well, heck no. Mm -mm. We each approach cases from different perspectives, life experiences, and beliefs that we already have in place. And sometimes these differences are slight, yet they can be wide enough to cause divide and upset some of those listening. We do our best to present the facts as we find them in our research, but we do bring our own perspectives to the case. We understand that you will too. We want you to know that this is a safe space to discuss differences and opinions in a civilized manner. Our style may not be your personal preference, and if that's the case, we know you'll be able to find one of the many other shows out there to tell the story the way you want to hear it. We can be grown-ups about it if you can. Now, if we are your cup of tea and you want even more KQ, you can join our Patreon and get access to our entire catalog of episodes ad-free and access to bonus episodes too. And I'll give you just a little hint if you're an ad skipper, um, but you still want the deals that we have from our sponsors each week, you can scroll down to the show notes and see what coupons we have available for you right down there. But you didn't hear it from us. Mm -mm, mm -mm, That's a pro tip, but I'll deny ever sharing it. Right. So all that being said, let's get into the story. This is a big case. This is like the biggest. It's kind of up there, like almost Mount Everest size case. Yeah. I mean, this is the case that literally like serial walked so we could run, right? Yes. Like everybody's first podcast was serial and the first season covered this case. Are you being Everybody right knew now? about it. Super serial? Super. Oh yeah. I'm for serial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we understand that like Most people listening or watching, hey, YouTube, um, you're going to know a lot about this case. You're going to know some stuff about this case. It's back in the news because Adnan has been released um, and charges have been dropped. But we wanted to kind of do that like all we can really do. And this is a this is going to be a two part. And all we can do with two hours worth is like that 30,000 foot overview. Bird's eye view. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, just to let you guys know. There's yeah. so much out there on this case. If you want to like, if you want to watch something, there's a four-part uh, documentary on HBO. They are in production on a follow-up episode. It has not released yet at the time of this recording. Um, Undisclosed, the podcast, it goes very, very in-depth. Um. Serial, of course, but we all know, you know, that left a lot of stuff out. So there's lots of stuff where you can get information on this case. Right. And we do want to give a Hey Girl thanks to lots of people that requested this case. We've got Jess, Casey Wren, Brandy Williams, Art Lane, Hillary, Melissa D., Michelle Hutchison, Hillary Allman-Dittmar, and Becca Mercia. And of course, thank you to Madison for writing this up. I know it was it was like an Everest, so thank you so much. 
Yes, absolutely. All right, so we're going to start off talking about Heyman Lee. Heyman Lee was born on October 15th, 1980 in South Korea. She immigrated to the United States in 1992 with her mother, Yoon Kim, and her brother, Young Lee, to live with their grandparents. And her mom just wanted her children to have access to a good education, a good future. Um, Hay lived in Baltimore, Maryland, with her mother, brother, uncle, two grandparents, and her two younger cousins. That is a busy house. Yes, absolutely. I bet it's fun, though. Could you imagine, like, we, like, sleepovers with our cousins when we were little? That was, like, can't wait for that to happen. It goes by too fast. Like, cousins getting together, just wrecking shit, you know? Like, doing that every Mm -hmm. day would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Or, I mean, contrary-wise, I know when you spend that much time with family members— See them all day, every day. Could be a lot of fighting going on, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 My children got in 15 fights in the span of one hour last night. So I know that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So busy household. Hay attended Woodlawn High School and was a senior at the time of her murder. Um, Hay was in the magnet program at Woodlawn and seemed to be friends with just about everyone. She played lacrosse and field hockey. For several years, she also managed the boys' wrestling team. Um, She was a busy person. She did so well in school, though. She never let her study slip. Um, She was just a very, very dedicated person. Super hard worker. Yes, on top of all of those extracurricular activities and a full workload at school, she also had a part-time job. I, yeah. We we didn't play any sports. I mean, maybe clubs, maybe. I don't know if I was ever in any club except for maybe like DECA, but I wasn't even good at it. I didn't compete. But um, don't talk about DECA like it wasn't awesome. I'm not saying that it wasn't awesome. I won the national championship. I'm not saying that it wasn't awesome. I'm just saying that I did not give a care about it personally. <laughs> because We're so different. Like I took like dressing for success like super, super seriously. When I applied for my job at Backyard Burger, I dressed for success, girl. I brought my resume. Listen, wow. I don't think I had a resume. At the, well, we had to make resumes for... Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, I just didn't care as much as you did about it. But all I'm saying is we were in... We didn't play sports. We didn't have a lot of stuff going on after school. And then sometimes we would have part-time jobs. Like I know you did. I know I did. But... I didn't even take that seriously. I would be like, oh, I really don't want to go to work today. I'm like, okay, I'll just quit. I'll just quit. I can't be yeah. bothered. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she was just like, she was all over the place, man. Like, in addition to that, she still maintained a really, really active social life, which you would think would also be difficult. But she did. And she was like one of those, like, her friends called her like goofy, bubbly, um, she was always in a good mood. Like nobody could recall a time that she was like mad or, you know, I mean, I'm sure she got mad. Of course she was human, but like she handled everything with like grace and a positive attitude, which is, mm-hmm. especially being that busy. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'd be like, I would get it if you were cranky all the time, man. I'd be cranky, <laughs> like, you know, but she wasn't. Um she had a favorite football team. That was the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and you want to know why? This is such a, like, something I would do. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> because their colors were blue and silver. Yeah. She probably never even saw a game. She was just like, 
I love them. I love that. Well, I mean, I would do the same thing. Like Miami Dolphins, like turquoise or like whatever color you want to call it. And orange, yeah. love. Exactly. Yeah. Um, her lacrosse coach said that she was one of the best players and was someone who could be counted on both on and off the field. And she said, quote, she grew into a leader. She was a dedicated player and she was mad if you weren't too. So pulling a little Nick Saban there. <laughs> it's like, I've heard the Alabama players get like, if, if you mess up your move over there, they're like, what are you doing? You know what you're supposed to do. Like everybody is like, knows their thing or whatever. I don't know. Um, that's about the extent of my football knowledge. In an interview after Hayes' murder, one of her lacrosse teammates, Catherine Twig Arlt, shared with Lax Magazine, Lax is for lacrosse. <laughs> I know that. Um, my husband's a semi-pro lacrosse player. Lax life. Lax life. Um, but she shared how she felt about Hay on the field, and she said, and God, she was beautiful on the field. She was just beautiful. Watching her flip between defenders and was watching a pure expression of grace and speed. We all bobbed and weaved, but she danced. She made every play look like it was choreographed. I would say that she loved lacrosse, but it would be just as true to say she loved everything. She loved life and explored everything with the same verb. And she was hell-bent on bringing you along for the ride. I can't even really remember what she looks like without a huge grin on her face. Um... I, oh God, that makes me emotional. Like, I know, she's a sweet so person. sad. Um, Hay wasn't afraid to sing off key. She was a total goofball. She, like, her one of her best friends, Debbie Warren, who we're going to hear more about as the case goes on, said that Hay would often tell jokes that were, like, not, they just weren't funny. Like, but she didn't care. And she would, um, they were so not funny, but she was so into it and like feeling like it was funny that like everybody would just laugh because they're just like oh my god hey that's a horrible joke but she well, and sometimes it. it's hilarious when somebody makes a really terrible joke but they're like cannot stop laughing at themselves that yes. cracks me up too yeah it's like you start like it gives you the giggles because they've got the giggles and you're just like but it's so bad like when my kids try to tell me a joke and I'm just like okay but like yeah you laugh it's it's so cute and I mean, and Hay was confident. She never seemed to question herself. It, she, that kind of stuff didn't bother her. She didn't look at somebody and be like, you know, worrying. Do they think I'm funny? Do they think I'm good enough? Do they think I'm, like that didn't bother her? Um, like Tori said, she had a part time job, so she worked at Lens Crafter's store. Um, and like we said, she still had you know excellent grades in school. Um, she was part of Woodlawn's Ecology and French Club as well as. Students Against Destructive Decisions. That is just so crazy. Like, what a jam-packed schedule. When did she sleep? And then she also, like, would pick her cousin up from school all the time. You know, like, there's so much. Um, in a statement released by Hayes' family after her death, they said, quote, she stood up for what was right, regardless of popular opinion. In her diary, Hay once wrote, do love me and remember me forever. Hmm. That's so sad. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. On Wednesday, January 13th, 1999, classes at Woodlawn High School were about to begin. 18-year-old Hay left her house around 7.30 a.m. in her Nissan Sentra. One of Hay's friends, Krista, was standing with another friend who also happened to be Hay's ex-boyfriend, Adnan Syed. And they were outside of the photography classroom. So Anand asked Hay for a ride home that day, to which Hay agreed. And the day proceeded like normal with Hay attending all of her classes. And the final bell signaling that school was letting out rang at about 2.15 p.m. There are several reports of who saw Hay after school was dismissed. One friend, Becky, later said in her police statement that at 2.20 p.m., she saw Hay tell Adnan that she couldn't give him a ride because she had something else to do. And Adnan responded that he would just ask someone else. At trial, Becky said that she saw Hay at 2.20 p.m., but said that Hay told her that she had to leave right away, that there was somewhere she needed to be, and she didn't mention Anon. Becky said that she saw Hay walk down toward, or the hallway towards the door that would take her out to the parking lot where her car was. The next witness was another friend of Hay's, Inez Butler. And Inez said uh, she had a concession stand set up after school with snacks outside of the gym. Her statements differed each time she told them. She said that she saw Hay pull her car up to the circle by the gym, leave her car running, and then run to grab a snack and threw money into the cash box. And that was around 2.30 p.m. In her testimony at the first trial, Inez said that she saw Hay earlier, about 2.15 to 2.20, and that she ran up to grab snacks, but she didn't pay. Inez wasn't concerned because she knew that Hay would be back at 3.45 to take the bus to the wrestling match since she managed the team. And in the second trial, though, Inez said that she reminded Hay to be back at 5 for the wrestling match. Those are big differences. Yeah, very big differences. even the, did she pay or did she not pay? Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, we can't, we can't trust. You have to throw Inez's entire account out. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's hard to get a good read on any of it because like you said, I mean, it changes so drastically that there's just no way to, to take, take any of it to heart. You know, I don't, right. I don't know. Another witness, Summer, who was um, new to scoring wrestling matches, was upset that Hay never showed up for this wrestling match. Later research, though, showed that there was not even a wrestling match that evening. 
so like how are these yeah so how how is like summer recalling in fact i remember i was mad that she didn't show up because i was new and i needed her help well you didn't attend a wrestling match where hay didn't show up because we know if she had it in her power she would have been there so if the wrestling match was the week before then hay was there right like because we know she was she continued to go to school and do all the things and people saw her and right. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make any sense at all, but at all. Well, and that's, this is what is called, what is it? Confabulation where you are remembering one event and you're remembering this event. And then your brain is putting those two events together and you are just not, I still don't get how there is no event that summer can recall where he just didn't show up, but you know, they're obviously mixing days and weeks and stuff into it or in it's together. Still very, very bizarre. And according to Hayes' credit card record, she'd been at the Owings Mills Mall at that time, seemingly not making it to the wrestling match. Her boyfriend at the time worked at the mall, and it's now believed that both Inez and Summer were recalling the match from the week prior to Hayes' disappearance, right? Yeah. In one of Debbie's statements to police, she said that she thought. She heard another friend ask Hay for a ride, but that Hay told her that she couldn't because she had to pick up her cousin from school. There's no record of investigators having spoken to this friend. Well, that friend's not important, so that's fine. Apparently not. I, yeah. I don't see a problem with that. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, eh, who cares? Okay, we, let's focus on the important things here. Yeah, probably has nothing to do with it. Why even look into it? Why bother? Hay was supposed to pick her younger cousin up from school around 3.15, and she was scheduled to work at Lynn's Crafters at the Owings Mills Mall at 6 p.m. So Hay's family was surprised to get a phone call from the child's school around 3.30. Hay hadn't picked up her cousin. And this was super odd considering Hay had picked up her cousin several times and had never, ever been late or missed pickup time. Hay's brother, Young, called the Baltimore County Police Department to report her missing. Around 5.30, Officer Adcock from the Baltimore County PD was dispatched to the Lee household. Young told him that he'd seen his sister last around 7 a.m. that morning when she left for school and that she hadn't shown up to pick up her younger cousin, which was very unlike her. And soon after, Officer Adcock called both Hayes' ex-boyfriend, Anon, and her best friend, Aisha. Aisha said that she'd seen Hay after school at about 2.15 p.m. And Anon told Officer Adcock that he'd intended to get a ride from Hay, but he he apparently was running late and assumed that she'd just left him, that he didn't make it to her yeah. by the time she had to leave. It's like you look back on stuff like that and it's like if Adnan had never said, yeah, I'd asked her for a ride that day, but I ended up not getting it. Like, would we be here? Right. I, yeah. There's, you know, because they, that piqued their interest and they're like, did he get a ride from her? Yeah. It's so crazy. Adcock called the Lenscrafters where Hay worked and was told that she didn't show up for the shift that day. He attempted to contact Hay's current boyfriend, Don, but was unsuccessful initially. He eventually reached Don by phone around 1.30 a.m., who said he hadn't spoken to Hay since the evening before she disappeared. So on the day that Hay went missing, Don said that he was working at Lenscrafters, but he was at a different location to cover for another worker. Hay was supposed to call Dawn after her shift ended at 10 p.m., but she never did. The next day, which is Wednesday, January 14th, there was an early morning ice storm that made the roads dangerous, so schools were shut down, including Woodlawn. I was kind of shocked by this. I didn't think that northern states ever closed for weather, inclement weather. Yeah, I thought they were just like, figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 
We, if one little tiny snowflake falls, it's like, oh my gosh. If it sticks anywhere, they're like, this is dangerous. Which I mean, (laughs) it is. We don't know how to drive in it, but. Right. And I don't know if like schools get let out for this, but like if there's a really bad thunderstorm, um, flash flooding, stuff like that. I've heard, apparently it's been raining a lot the last couple of days in California. And one of the radio stations that I listened to, the DJ was like, um, yeah, nobody knows how to drive in California when it rains. So please pray for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they never prayers. get rain. Yeah. So it's like here, you know, we, we don't treat the roads when we have snow because we don't get that much of it. So like it is dangerous for us to drive in it. Yeah. I was just what we're doing and it's not treated. I was just kind of surprised that they would let like take know, school yeah. off. Yeah. So police contacted the Lee family who advised that they still hadn't heard from Hay. And the next day, Friday the 15th, roads were still hazardous. School was canceled yet again. So the 15th once uh, was also Krista's 18th birthday. Krista was one of Hay's closest friends and she'd been super excited about Krista's birthday party. So at this point, most of Hay's friends weren't very concerned about her being missing. They assumed that she'd run off with her boyfriend, Don. That just Especially, seems so weird. Like, and but no, of, she wouldn't. It's totally out of character for her. Yeah, I was gonna say, I based on what I we have heard and what we know to be true about Hay, that doesn't seem like something that she would just like. Oh, she's that's crazy. Hay, she just goes and takes off whenever she. No, she lives with her parents. That would be very disrespectful to her parents. I don't see her doing anything like that and making them worry. Like. She's responsible. She's very responsible. She wouldn't just not show up at home for two days. I mean, I get when you're young, you're just like, well, I don't know, maybe she did that. But yeah, yeah, it's just... It doesn't make any sense. But I mean, I don't... Whatever. It, this is apparently what her friends thought maybe had happened, but the police were investigating her disappearance. So it's not like the police were like, oh, yeah, she probably just yeah. took off. So I mean, because yeah, when you're, what, 17, 18... I mean, again, if you're like us being as into true crime as we were and are like, if I didn't, couldn't get a hold of one of my friends for a couple of days, like I would be like, well, I need to file a missing persons report. Like exactly 20 <laughs> minutes. I can't get in touch with you. I beeped you. I beeped you twice. You haven't called me back. Like that's it. Missing persons report. But like when you're that young, I'm sure it's just like, oh, well, she probably, you know, like rah, rah. maybe I just because at that time, too. You had to call somebody's house to get a hold of them. Like hardly anybody had cell phones then. So right. if you called and they weren't home, it's just like, okay, well, they'll call me when they get back. Like, or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, absolutely. You couldn't be in constant contact with people. Right. So Krista's party was at the Liberty Road Volunteer Fire Company, and it was from 7 to 11 p.m. Most people had asked to come early since the power was out in some of their homes. All of her friends showed up, and Krista remembered having a great time, and she thought Hay would show up at some point, but she never did. The weekend passed. There was still no sign of Hay. Police had searched through local motels, hospitals, and parking lots for Hay and her Nissan Sentra, but they hadn't found anything. Monday, January 18th, this is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and school's out again. On Tuesday, the 19th, when students returned to Woodlawn, reports say that nobody seemed overly concerned. Adnan wasn't at school that day due to it being a religious holiday. As a Muslim, Adnan was joining his community to celebrate the end of Ramadan. Beginning January 21st, students were taking exams and they were they had half days, which I remember that vividly. So you take your midterm exams and then you get to GTFO after. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> a deviation in routine made it less obvious that Hay was missing, but her family was still super worried. Hay leaving her family and friends, blowing off school and her responsibilities, again, was incredibly out of character for her, and it seemed as though she had disappeared right into thin air. Okay, so let's talk about the time leading up to the disappearance. In March of 1998, just shy of a year before Hay disappeared, she was super excited to go to her junior prom at Woodlawn. So Adnan Syed, another junior, had asked their mutual friend, Debbie, he's like, hey, if I ask Hay to the prom, would she say yes to me? And Debbie was like, uh, yeah, she definitely would. So Adnan asked Hay, she said yes. And then Debbie said that she kind of became like the liaison between them. Like one of them would be like, hey, I really like, you know, the other one. And then will you ask him this or will you tell her that or like, you know, whatever. So it's such a (laughs) high school relationship and I love it so much. Um, On April 25th, Adnan picked Hay up to bring her to her best friend Ayesha's house. Hay wrote in her diary later that she was super nervous because when they got there, Adnan still was not dressed. I can only imagine like, oh gosh. It's like the Friends episode where no one's ready and Ross is like, um, it's it starts at eight. We can't be late. We could not would not want to no, wait. Could not. Yeah. And he drank. He was gonna drink fat. He was gonna drink the fat. Yeah. So Adnan just ran right out, got his tux, and then he came back and he was dressed and everything was fine. Um. So they took pictures with their friends. I mean, you know, the, you know the deal. Got to take all the pictures, all the like everybody line up and all that stuff. Um, with a digital Hay camera wearing, or a disposable camera, and then you gotta you know. <laughs> You wait a week for the friggin' pictures to come back. I mean, I remember when the one hour thing happened where you could like drop them off and come back in an hour. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> that's incredible. This is the future. This is the future. Yeah. Um, so Hay was wearing a blue spaghetti strap dress that sparkled and turned purple in the light. And she wore silver strappy heels. Adnan was actually crowned the prom prince. And then one of his good friends, Stephanie, was crowned the princess. Okay, so traditionally, the prom prince and princess would dance together. And even worse, they were playing Hayes' favorite song, All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Ugh, same girl. That is one of my all-time favorite songs. It gives me all of the feels. I still listen to it. Yes, I love it. Yes. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com audioboom. 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, Hay wrote in her journal, she was like, you know, I pretended not to be jealous that they were dancing together. And like, I went and took a picture of them, you know, trying to be like, supportive. And then she went and sat down with her friends. But she said after a few seconds, Adnan came up to her and asked her to dance with him instead. It's like a movie. It is. And she's like gushing in her diary about this, like how wonderful the night was, how sweet Adnan was. And she even wrote, how can I not fall in love with this guy? And they had their first kiss that night. It like that's one thing that I really, really liked about the HBO documentary is that they really brought Hay to life by reading. They had her, they had an actress read her diary entries. And it just really highlights like how she did love with everything she had. She she kind of went full force. Like she would be like, oh my gosh, how could I not fall in love with this guy? And then, you know, three days later, she'd be like, I I I'm done with him. I'm never going to go out with him again. You know, like it's just how high school relationships were. And it's just, I don't know. So sweet. Um, so after that night, Hay and Anon's relationship blossomed and they really cared for one another. They loved spending time with each other by all accounts. They really, really cared about each other. Um, but there were a couple things standing in their way. So Anon was Muslim. His parents were reportedly very strict about their faith. And Don was not supposed to be dating at all. And of course, like most teenage boys, um, and Don found his way around some of the rules. Um, so he and his best friend Saad secretly had girlfriends and hung out with girls often, though their parents didn't know. Um, unfortunately for them, though, the Muslim community was very tight knit. So word spread pretty quickly. And if they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing, somebody would tell somebody and then that somebody would tell their parents and, you know, kind of traveled. So, um, Adnan and Saad had decided that they wanted to be two of the first Muslims that they knew to go to prom. So when Adnan came home later after the dance, he's still wearing his prom prince crown. His mom comes downstairs and she's like, where have you been? And he said he threw his tux and crown under the stairs and was like, oh, I was just hanging out with some friends. Like, no big deal. Like, um... We could we just give crowns to each other? Is that not a thing that people do? Like, um, so he kind of like just in the nick of time. Do I? N- nothing, nothing. I was just gonna step all over your point. Oh, great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so while Hayes' mother had rules, she wasn't as strict about her daughter dating, but she did have this rule. She wanted to meet like whoever Hay was dating. She wanted to meet their family. Well, that couldn't happen because Anand's not supposed to be dating at all. So then Hay had to keep their relationship a secret because she couldn't meet their family. I feel like what this is going to be elaborate, but what could have happened is they could have gone a little Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 
when um, the sister, gosh, I cannot think of her name for anything. Um, Hillary? No, the the younger sister. Ashley. Is it not Lee? Oh, Ashley. No, it's Ashley. Is her real yeah, name? Yeah, she, no, her real name is Tatiana Ali. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, so Ashley had to be at school. Um, ta- she had to have her parent come and talk to the teacher. And she didn't want to tell her dad about it or her parents about it. So Will dresses up like he's her dad. And he goes oh, and talks, yeah. but but then he also hits on the teacher, and then she rips off his mustache and finds out that he's not actually the teacher or the father. So, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's an option. It is an option. Yeah, that would be elaborate, but um, it's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, it's still. hard to make a 17 year old kid look like a 40 year old. Dude, they did it on Fresh Prince. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, you gotta have the mustache <laughs> that sticks on. That's that's the key, I guess. Yeah. Um. So they would just pretend like they were going to a friend's house if they were going to hang out together. Um. When they wanted to talk on the phone, now this was pretty smart. Adnan would page Hey to let her know that he was going to call. So she would call the weather, the number for the weather, because that's how you used to find out what the weather is going to be. You either there wasn't like an newspaper. app where you could go on and see. <laughs> yeah. You called a number and it would tell you like what the weather was going to be. That's also how you found out what time movies were going to play. Welcome to Movie Phone. And you I called Movie say, Phone yeah. and you were like, find out, you know, like, and you had to wait for the one that you wanted. Right. So it's like, I want to watch this movie and I got to find out the times that it is. So you're sitting there listening and then your stupid little sister is talking and you're like, I missed it. I have to listen again. You didn't see that one coming, did you? No, I did not. Rude. And also between the two of us, who talked more? Wow. You. You talk some too, okay? Um. <laughs> so yeah, she would call the weather and then Anon would call so that it didn't ring. It would just be call waiting and he would be Ben and then she'd flick over. I mean. That is ingenious. I know really smart. As their relationship became more serious, they became intimate. They would go to motel rooms. Um, It was difficult, but they wanted to be together and they did what they could. And Hay often wrote about how frustrating this was in her diary, you know, that she had to keep this secret. Um, But she, true to Hay, always tried to stay positive. She wrote, quote, the bad thing is that we have to keep things secret. Sigh. But it's okay because love conquers all. It's just so sweet. It is so sweet. So sweet. Um, Ednan was really well-liked at Woodlawn. He played sports. He was always joking around with his classmates and teachers. His friends described him as confident, fun, and easy to get along with. Um, he was not a straight-A student like Hay, but he did pretty well in school. When his mother told his father that she thought he was dating somebody, his father was like, no way. He's doing good in school. He couldn't be dating somebody. Like... When would he have the time? Well, women, like, girls gum up the works. Always gumming up the works. I had um, a boyfriend in like the sixth grade and his parents' rule was if his grades started going down, then we had to break up because we talked on the phone like all night, every night. It's like all we did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I also remember whenever I was doing hair, I had this child come in. He was like seven, I think, first grade. And... 
I asked him because he had been known to have girlfriends and I was like, you date anybody right now? And he was like, no, um, no, I broke up with, I can't remember. I think her name was Shayla. I broke up with Shayla. Yes, really it was. To, I remember this. Yeah. I broke up with Shayla because I really need to focus on school. And I was like, <laughs> you're seven. But like, okay, <laughs> I respect it. I get it. They gum you up the works. They gum up the works. Um, my sixth grade boyfriend's dad also taught him to break up with me before Valentine's Day, my birthday, or Christmas, so he didn't have to buy me a present. <laughs> wow. And he did. I mean, effective. <laughs> that, that guy never bought me a present. Well, he didn't have to. You guys weren't dating then. Rules are simple. break. Exactly. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So they dated throughout the summer. Hay wrote about him all the time in her diary. She would draw hearts. She would write about how much she loved him. Um, but she did also talk about the the arguments that they got into. Um, and, you know, it's, again... This is a high school relationship, and it is, I mean, this this relationship was, like, just like any other high school relationship. Like, it's, everything's going to be over-dramatized, you know? It's, like, I remember being young and, like, hearing a song on the radio and being, like, this is a sign for me. That either I need to like, I broke up with my boyfriend once because I heard a song on the radio that I felt was telling me that my relationship needed to end. There is some, I don't want to say controversy about her diary entries, but just like, does this show that this was a really toxic relationship or is it, is it kind of standard how, especially when you're in high school, 
you're in love one day, you hate each other the next day, like never going to talk again. Um, Taylor Swift, we are never, ever, ever, ever. And then like the next day you're like, oh, (laughs) but I love him. But I love him. Daddy, I love him. So, you know, you can definitely read into that however you want, you know, different perspectives, different backgrounds, things like that. Um, Either way, in August, her tone kind of shifted and she wrote about the regrets that she had over the past five months. She wrote about regretting lying and sneaking around you know, to her family. So I feel like that also kind of shows the, Hey's not just going to run off and not tell anybody. Like she's feeling really bad about being dishonest with her parents and her family. Um, she cares about them. She respects them. You know, she doesn't want to engage in behavior that she feels is disrespectful to them. Right. She wrote quote, I have lost the things that I enjoyed so much. Now it seems that every time I do something I used to do, it seems to shoot through Adnan's heart. It seems like my life has been revolving around him. Where's me? I have completely changed myself to make him happy. I so hate myself when I think about the past five months. Um, But then within a week, another diary entry said she would never let him go. By the end of the month, Hay was listing the reasons why she loved her life, which included, quote, I have my baby who loves me very much, smiley face. So, again, you know, teenagers, hormones, like the trajectory of my entire day can change whether or not I've had a piece of chocolate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. It's just, and I, and I'm like, I'm still that way. I mean, there, there's literally, <laughs> there was a time that I called Tori and she was at work, like the audacity to not answer my phone call. <laughs> and I was freaking out about something and I was so stressed out. And I was like, can you believe this? And I was like, ah, rah, 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 and just like unloading because I was just like so stressed out. And it, this is on her voicemail. And then like after I got off the phone, I was like, okay, Shrella. So I tried to like do some counting and like deep breaths. And I was like, and try to think of three things I'm thankful for. And like, I tried to go to gratitude and like all these things. So then I called Tori back and I'm like, you know, this is like 30 minutes later or something. And I'm like, Hey girl, of course there's her voicemail again. And I'm like, um, I've had a, you know, a little bit of time to think about it. I, I, I practice some gratitude and I'm, I'm feeling much better. Um, so, you know, just don't worry about it. I, I've kind of got over it. And she was like, it was like two different people called me and you listened to it back to back. So it was like, I'm enraged. And then I'm like, Hey, everything's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, those like, our emotions are swinging on a swing set every day. Exactly. It And it's not only high schoolers that go through that or do that, right? I mean, exactly. we all yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just see there that it's like, she's like, this is it. This isn't working. And then she's like, oh my God, I've never been more in love. I mean, you know, it's just how it goes. Um, in October, Hay and Anand attended the homecoming dance together. Now, this was a shit show. And Nan's mom found out that they were going to go to this dance. She was not happy. So, and Nan's parents actually showed up to the dance to bring him home. Man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And reportedly, Hay had to pretend that she was some other guy's date 
because Adnan's mother was trying to find her. Like she wanted to know who is this girl that my son is dating and whatever. So Hay was like pretending like she was there with somebody else. Um, the following day, Hay and Adnan broke up. And in a note she wrote to him, it seemed as though he wasn't taking it well. On November 3rd, Hay wrote in her diary, quote, I still love you. I would give any and everything to be in your arms, but my heart's not that strong. Shortly after, in mid-November, Hay and Anand got back together, and the diary entries about her undying love for him started back. However, Hay seemed to have another man who was occupying her mind, and this is one of her co-workers at LensCrafters, 22-year-old Don Kleindenst. I get that by the time she is murdered, she's 18, but she wasn't 18 the whole time you knew her. I don't think it's just 22, 17. That's I don't like it. She's in high school, dude. Yeah, that's a big age difference when you're that age. Yeah. Um, She wrote that she actually sometimes imagined him instead of Adnan and didn't know what to think. Um, Similar entries followed along with her doodling both Adnan and Don's names. Man, I used to do that. I would like look at like I would write like my boyfriend's name like over and over and over and over like and it would just be like so his name is so beautiful Joshua Joshua like yeah it's just I don't know you can like so relate to that high school romance kind of thing definitely yes and like practicing writing your name with their last name like just to see Just to see, does it look good together? Does it sound good together? Spoiler alert, nothing sounds good with Torella, but anyway. Oh, come on. Yeah, but I did pick the worst last name I could possibly have. Yes, that is on you, girlfriend. Slim. Anyway, so, you know, she's doodling their name. She's going back and forth. Like, I do love Anand, but I'm really interested in this guy. Um, And... On December 20th, they broke up again for the last time. And despite this breakup, just a few days later, Hay had skidded her car into a curb and both Don and Anon came to look at it and they both agreed that she shouldn't drive it. And it seemed as though Adnan and Don were acting really in a civil manner towards each other. I mean, to both show up for her and be like, hey, what we're I, we're not going to have this like, pissing contest over who gets the girl like we're worried about your safety right you know um soon after that hay and don went on their first date and her diary entries shifted to her falling hard for don her last entry was on january 12th the day before she disappeared she and don had hung out that evening and according to him she was happy she was acting normally there wasn't anything off they talked on the phone when she got home until Adnan beeped in on call waiting to give Hay his new cell phone number. So Hay jotted it down in her diary before she went back to talking with Don. And this is the last time that Don says he spoke to Hay. So a new detective took over Hay's missing persons case, Detective O'Shea. And after speaking with Don, he went about contacting Adnan. On Monday, January 25th, O'Shea spoke with Adnan on the phone who said that he was in class with Hay until 2.15, he did not see her after school, and then he went to track practice. O'Shea did not ask Adnan if he'd asked for a ride from Hay that day. Teachers noticed that Hay wasn't in school, however, as one of the highest graded students, 
hey, could afford to miss a few days. So it wasn't, again, like, which just still seems so strange to me because it's like, okay, she could afford to miss a few days. It is the most out of character for her to miss a few days. Yeah, she could afford to do it. Would she do it though? Exactly. She like never would do that. Teachers later said that the students were all remarkably unconcerned about her disappearance on, but again, like these are kids. So like, of course, they're just like, meh, whatever, you know, like you're, you haven't seen your friend a couple of days, but like if you're going to school and your friend isn't at school for a couple of days, your assumption would be she's sick and is staying home from school. Like right. that happens or her family went on vacation or, you know, like as a kid, you're not privy to like all the information. So you're just like, sometimes I see them at school and sometimes I don't like, you know, just depends. Like she normally would be there. So I would assume that like, she's probably out sick or something or something happened in her, but like, I don't know. On January 27th, the first known interview of Hayes friends was completed. O'Shea interviewed Hayes' best friend, Aisha. The only information Aisha could provide was that Hay had recently been clashing with her mom over curfew and phone privileges, but nothing that seemed extreme enough to make her run away. She also noted that Hay often talked about California. She had lived there once with her family, but Aisha didn't think that she'd ever talked about, like, leaving to go live there. She certainly wouldn't just run away. Um, She said that her best friend was in a great mood on the day she disappeared, and Aisha didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Mutual friend Debbie was the next to be interviewed, and she said that she'd seen Hay at 3 p.m., at school on the day that she disappeared. On February 1st, O'Shea conducted a second phone interview with Adnan where he went over Officer Adcock's initial report. He recalled to Adnan that O'Shea had written, quote, Mr. Syed advised that victim Lee was supposed to give him a ride home after school, but he was running late and he felt that victim Lee probably left after waiting a short while. Adnan disputed this and said, I had my own car that day. I didn't need a ride from Hay. So weird. Yeah. The following day, O'Shea contacted Hay's mother's ex-boyfriend, who lived in California. Hay, her brother, and her mother lived with them for the time that they resided in California. And he said he hadn't heard from her um, since before she disappeared. So safe to say she's not in California. On February 3rd, police pulled a non's records with no obvious explanation as to why, and he appeared the only one that they had done this with so far. So they had their sights set on a non. Exactly. And I feel like it's all because they thought that he had said he was going to get a ride from her. And like, right. if that's what if that's what witnesses are telling you, then certainly follow up on that. But like there's no evidence that he got a ride from her. Right. So wouldn't that like kind of be like cross them off the maybe not cross them off the list, verify his alibi and things, but like, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. On February 6th, investigators used police dogs to search the area and woods surrounding Woodlawn High School. There was documentation and maps that showed police were considering Hayes' disappearance being connected to a recent murder. So in 1998, about eight months before Hay disappeared, another young woman was abducted and murdered. 18-year-old Jada Lambert was a year ahead of Hay at Woodlawn High School. And they go to the same school. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. She was 18 at the time. She was found strangled to death in a small stream, and she had been sexually assaulted as well. Two years later, DNA taken from Jada's body was computerized, and it was found to be a match for a man 
who was, at the time, incarcerated for armed robbery. Roy Davis knew Jada and her mother as he'd styled their hair in the past. Interesting way to be connected. Uh, Davis was found guilty of first-degree murder and second-degree rape. He was not incarcerated at the time of Hayes' disappearance and was still living in the area. Unfortunately, though, at this time, Davis had not been identified yet as Jada's murderer. So we know this now, but we didn't know this then. On February 8th, O'Shea took Hayes' computer to search through it for evidence. Another detective who was part of the computer crimes unit served a subpoena to AOL to access Hayes' email accounts. Police were hoping to find anything that might indicate who Hay might have been communicating with prior to her disappearance. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Tuesday, February 9th, 1999, officers in Baltimore City received a phone call from a man who claimed to have found a body in Leakin Park. The park was about three miles from Woodland or Woodlawn High School and was known to police for having several bodies dumped there. This always blows my mind. Yeah. Like, okay, well, where where do people normally dump the bodies? Oh, well, yeah. right here in Lincoln Park. So can we get surveillance video over there? Or should we set something up? CCTV, like it's a, something. It's a yeah. dumping ground for yeah. human remains. I want to know who the fuck is going there. I want to know what they're doing. I want to know what time they got there. I want to know what time they left. I want to watch them. Right. I mean, for it to be a known place where people just bring dead bodies and then the cops are like, man, another body at Lincoln Park. That's crazy. Like, it's where they all you just, dump them. Yeah, but do we, yeah, can we not like have surveillance on Lincoln Park? I don't know how big this park is. Like, but, like let's do, yeah, let's do something there. Let's do something there. Something, it's a anything. known dumping ground. Like, right. make it, make it, make it not that like yeah by doing nothing about it we're like you know well at least we have somewhere to go look if somebody goes missing like, why don't we catch the people in the act guys <laughs> so the man who found the body was a maintenance worker from a nearby college and his name is Al- alonzo sellers and he also is referred to in a lot of publications as mr s 
So Sellers said that he left his job at the college and drove home to eat lunch. And as he left his house, he grabbed a 22-ounce Budweiser to drink on his way back, as one does road beers. Sure. I mean, he was he was on a break at work. It's none of none of anybody else's business how many Budweisers he drinks while he's driving. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. See if it pays off. So on lunch, on the, too. Like on lunch. You gotta go back to work. <laughs> one would think, yeah. On the way, Sellers said that he had to urinate, use the litter box, if you will. So he pulled over on the side of the road by Lincoln Park. I always want to say Lincoln Park. It's not Lincoln. It's Lincoln. I'm sorry. So he said that he didn't want pretty much how people pronounce it. Like, don't they pronounce it Lincoln Park? I don't know. Is that where I hear their name? I don't. I guess I I hear both when I hear both. You know what I mean? Like, it's all the same to these years. I don't know. But I thought like people in the area kind of like. Like it looks like Lincoln, but I thought they all pronounced it Lincoln. I could be making that up. Anyway, if if I'm mispronouncing it and it's one way or the other, excuse me, it's probably going to slip out both of them. I don't know. So yeah. Seller Lincoln said that he's not Baltimore. Ex- exactly. Seller said that he didn't want anyone to see him. So he walked further back into the woods and it was later measured to be 127 feet from the road to where he first noticed something in the dirt. Seller said that he walked through some bushes, looked down, and noticed what looked like hair and something covered in dirt, and then he noticed a foot. It wasn't long before detectives arrived on scene, as well as the medical examiner, and the body was confirmed to belong to Heyman Lee, and it was clearly a homicide. Many found it suspicious how Mr. S found the body. It was reportedly at an like an odd place to stop, especially since he was so close to his work. Could have just peed at work, right? They also found it strange how far he'd walked back into the woods to go. The road was full of woods and mostly part property with no houses in that specific area, but the trees were bare since it was winter. So maybe he did have to go back further to avoid being seen. Um, a surveyor, supervisor. Yeah, I mean, like once you're, if you're drinking, you know, I mean, when I get, to, I get drinking, to drink I get and I get to piss and yeah. And, like, once you break the seal, you got to go, like, all the time. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, yeah, he was close to work. But, like, I mean, last night I had to pee really bad before I left church. Like, we had a meeting for church, and so I went to it. It is, like, I knew I already had to pee. I live less than five minutes from the church. And I was like, my ass ain't making it home. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to pee before I go. <laughs> like, I don't right. know. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know either, but it's interesting. Um, a surveyor supervisor for the area was called out to the scene and later said that he didn't notice the body, not even when he was almost right on top of it. So it had been concealed with some dirt and leaves, though not exactly buried. The surveyor thought it was definitely odd that sellers stumbled across something that appeared to be so well concealed. One or On the official postmortem report from the medical examiner who dealt with Hayes' body, this was written under quote, evidence of injury. The body was found in the woods, buried in a shallow grave with the hair, right foot, left knee, and left hip partially exposed. The body was on her right side. The body was decomposed with mold growth noted on the skin of the trunk and proximal segments of the upper and lower extremities. The white jacket the descendant was wearing was unbuttoned along its anterior middle opening, 
The skirt and bra were partly pulled up, exposing both breasts onto which wet soil was adherent. The pantyhose had prominent defects on the knees. The skirt was pulled up at the back or at the level of the buttocks. Those who have seen the crime scene photos, it is just, it is terrible. Those who have seen the crime scene photos describe Hay as being behind a very large log laying on the forest floor. Part of her was buried in what looked to be a sort of natural depression in the ground. Only certain spots were exposed to the air and she'd been buried on her right side. During her autopsy, it was found that rigor had been broken in all extremities and she found, or she had lividity fixed on the anterior surface of the body, except areas that were exposed to pressure. When, so, okay, when a body begins to have rigor mortis, which is the stiffening of the muscles and um, things like that, there are several different stages that a body can go through. And when a body is found cold, but no longer stiff, it's often concluded that they had been dead for more than 36 hours and that their body has already gone through all the stages of rigor. Certain factors can affect this timeline, like temperature, weather conditions. And when rigor is broken, it typically indicates that a body has been moved while in rigor. And this could indicate that hay had been likely moved after being dead for several hours. In reference to the lividity, which is the pooling of blood after death, um, which was found on her right side, it didn't also didn't coincide with the position that her body was found in the park. So this again could point to... Side. Oh, what did I say? Right side. Oh, front side, excuse me. Um, and of course, this again could point to that Hay's body was likely moved after rigor and lividity had begun to set in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So due to injuries found on the examination, the medical examiner ruled Hay's manner of death as a homicide with her cause of death as strangulation. She also noted bruises to the back of her head and on the right side near the temple. She testified that these bruises only occur while the subject is still alive. Swabs were taken and were negative for sperm, and there were also no reported evidence that Hay had been sexually assaulted. Her blood was also negative for drugs and alcohol. There were several things found in the nearby area of Hay's body that were collected, but it kind of looks like a lot of it could have just been trash. But they picked up a rolled condom, two blockbuster movie cases, a rope, and an empty bottle of brandy. There were two fibers found, one on top of hay and one on underneath. And the one on top was orange and th- synthetic, while the other was fluorescent blue. Another report, though, recorded a red fiber, a colorless fiber, and a pink-orange fiber found on hay. There were three pressure marks noted on hay's front side by her shoulders, all between one and two inches. And they were roughly diamond shape and likely caused by something that someone was pressing against her skin as the lividity set in. You guys, we have to stop here because we have a second part to do. So yeah, next to do we're going to talk about, yeah, next we're going to talk about the investigation, the trials, basically everything leading up to where we are now. Um, yeah. If you are a patron, as low as $3 a month, you guys, you can get part two right now, ad free. Boom. And if not, totally fine. You'll get part two next week. Guys, but thank you guys so much for watching. If you're watching, listening, and we love you and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys, it's shout out time. Yippee. Yippee. Hooray. Um, what did our family used to say? 
Whoopee la la, chicken caca. I knew you would know exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, when you're excited and you're a Cajun, that's what you say. Mm-hmm. So, hope you guys like that one. Um, <laughs> all right, so we want to give a Hey Girl thanks to some of our newest patrons. Thank you to Allison Lemons. Misa Fars... Oh. Misa Farslow. Brittany Philman. Leanne Martino. Kimberly Reese. Maddie. Michaela. Jesse, Crystal B. Tammy Smith. Maggie. Bex Alexis. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Bex, Bex Alexis. <laughs> nope. Bex Elizabeth. Wow. Um, Shay Freckleton. Faye Jinda Sharif. Tanya Evans. Nancy Digman. Darby Jones. Samantha Elizabeth. Naya. Kaylee Cree. Katie J. Elise Crawford. Holly Bowerman. Alicia Lee. Eva Reed. Hannah Bond. And Adrian Mino. Yay! Thank you guys so much. We love you. We love you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. Connect with us on Instagram or Facebook to continue the conversation. Thanks for listening, and we will meet you back here next week. Bye. The theme song for the show is created and composed by Stephen Toby. You can find more of Stephen's work on SoundCloud. Our logo was created by Sloan Williams of Sophisticated Crayon. You can find more of her work on Etsy. Visit us at killerqueenspodcast.com for merch and other info about the show. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>